Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This is part two, overtime session with uh, the Newmans. Had three generations, tough to contain them in 15 minutes. So this is the uh, the uh, second half. I wanted to edit it, but there was just too many gems to to uh, to keep in. So uh, thanks uh, for the entertainment. I was entertained. I hope you will be too. Maybe a little bit of education, but thanks sponsors, Top Spinini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So uh, again, I've enjoyed these Father's Day episodes and this, this is uh, no exception. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, jump in on it right now. Now, I was wondering if you were going to say, because I'm Still trying to figure out if maybe you're John's secret weapon on the technology he brings to his podcast. No, he's a lot better with the technology thing. I'm more the info. Everything you hear is me. The screen and everything's him. <laughs> it's almost like being a DJ. No, I'm, I mean, I'm kidding. He, it's, the podcast is really his. I, I think it's really like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff just with talking and, and hearing about who he's talking into and who he's got on i think just throwing ideas and whatnot back and forth is the main thing i'm there for he's been on the show we, he, jordan knows his sports when i do like a a major league baseball preview or nfl preview he's one of the first guys i would ask to have on to banter with and i also know he's not going to agree with everything yeah. i say which is kind of like that I yeah he have. knows when he's got to fill time we can figure out something to argue about first <laughs> A certain amount of time. One of the secrets that y'all have, I'm hearing more sports first and collecting second, which I actually think is good. But yeah. each one of y'all, as we bat this around, is that the way y'all see it? Because apparently y'all have a good friendship, not just family. Families don't have to be friendly. They can be, <laughs> you know, sometimes they don't get along, but you have that sports in common and there's different levels of collecting or but appreciating the sport is a great foundation. Let's start with Barry. What would you recommend to other families for how sports and collecting could be a unifying element? And not just of the males, of the family members, that they would understand that sports is larger than life and collecting is a wonderful way of expressing that love of sports. In my opinion, if we bring family closer together, a much better understanding. And that, I find, is very important. Said, I agree. John? For me, I got into baseball cards, Dr. Jim, as a seven-year-old because I was playing baseball. Not very well at that point yet, but I was growing up in Brooklyn, and and you had the Yankees and Mets. And I was with my grandfather at that time in a corner store, and and that box of baseball cards was on the counter. I didn't know really of them until I saw that box. I was a baseball fan first. I was originally a Yankee fan, Thurman Munson, to this day, is one of my favorite all-time players, along with Jackie. And also being a Yankee. Yeah. I saw that box of baseball cards, and I, I asked him, what are those? And he's, Johnny, those are baseball cards. Would you like a couple packs? Whenever a seven-year-old gets asked, do you want any? The answer is always yes, almost. I think I got two or three packs in the first pack, like the fifth card in was a Reggie Jackson, which at that time, Mr. October, the toast of New York. I didn't care as much about the gum as my uh, seven-year-old compadres. I wanted to amass more cards. A lot of times I just give my gum and get more of the cards, but it was my 
being a baseball fan first. Had I not been a baseball fan, you know, I probably would have said no to that question. Oh, baseball cards? Why do I want baseball cards? I don't like baseball. For me, it it started then. And it's funny, I can't remember what I ate for dinner yesterday or two days ago, but I can remember 41 years ago that it was like the fifth card down in that first 79 uh, pack. I think that says a lot in itself. That's the challenge today now because that story is wonderful but if you apply today's pricing to that (laughs) walking into that store and you see these packs and the proprietor says would you like a pack or two you say fine and he says that'll be five dollars a pack yeah yeah and you go oh because i think there were 10 cents in those days (laughs) yeah yeah. I remember as a kid growing up, it was five cents for five cards and a slice of gum. The only thing that I feel terrible about, which I didn't know back then as a kid, <laughs> to hold on to the cards. <laughs> and the wrapper. And the wrappers. Yeah, the wrappers are worth money. We put them in the spokes of our bike. We put them <laughs> on our scooters. We didn't know anything was going to come of this later on in life. We had no idea. The same thing with the comics. But I had the experience of going in the store and picking up that five cents pack of cards. Jordan, what about you? Because you're the younger generation. You grew up with packs not being a nickel. Yeah. They were more. Um, I think that's, that's what's tough about it now is you really do have to have that love of sport of what you're doing or you're really going to be confused. And for some people, it's not worth that price point if you're not as engaged with the sport. And I think it makes it difficult to get the younger kids into the sport because like you said, it used to be so low priced that it was really marketed towards the kids. If you have a family member who's in the hobby, just when they approach it, to me, it's really another layer to the sport. You learn a lot about the guys, you get the stats and you really end up following guys. You wouldn't likely follow careers and you know how they're doing just because you're opening so many cards and seeing that guy year after year. So I think it just adds an extra element to the sport and you can be more knowledgeable when you're watching baseball or football. So I think the price point might be higher now, but I think there's still a huge impact it can have on young people in general to watching any of the sports. It adds so much to it that you wouldn't normally get or just players you wouldn't normally see, especially with how Major League Baseball is broadcasted. It feels like everything's blacked out at times. I'm still struck by how history changed when John Newman walked into that store and bought, (laughs) what if it had been $5 a pack? John would have said, oh, you wouldn't have bought any if they'd been $5. But even worse, what if you'd walked in that day in 1979 and the proprietor said, hey, I got some baseball cards here. You ought to buy a couple packs. And you say, yeah, I, I'd like to. They're 10 cents a piece or whatever. And he said, oh, sorry. An adult came in here and bought me out <laughs> yesterday. I mean, that's what's happening now. Yeah. But even yeah. if kids wanted the lower price stuff, it's already yeah. gone. That's the legacy we're denying to your generation, Jordan, actually younger than you. But that's what I'm concerned about. Back yeah. when I, I certainly wasn't competing with any adults at the corner <laughs> store in the uh, late 50s when I was buying cards. I mean, you just yeah. went in there and it, it, if another kid got there first, but there weren't any adults yeah. buying all the stuff. No, back just, then it was just kids. It was just, it was just kids. kids. 
Yeah, I think it's just that tough balance of there is such a market now with society in general and how we view players and merchandise. And at the same, you lose that bit where it is for kids and it really draws kids in when you raise the price and you make them so much more of collectibles than a passion piece in a way. I don't know how to do it necessarily. But I think there's got to be some way of correction where you're not just printing out pieces of cardboard to give to kids, but you still have it where kids can get their favorite players and they're not just throwaway cards either. There's still value in it. We've seen some of the companies, to their credit, with the the Future Stars Club and Panini's uh, version. But even with those things, as Dr. Jim knows, is... Uh, a lot of adults are still buying those up too. Sometimes I don't like feeling my age, but I'm glad I grew up in that era of cards. It's why I'm still involved. If if I was seven today, I don't know if I'd be in cards. That's sad for me to think about as having a 41-year history in it. I'm glad I grew up uh, in, in that time frame and appreciated uh, what the cards were then, even though it's warped into a, a, a different stratosphere. We shouldn't complain that people want the cards, but it, it puts a new definition of getting a fake ID. When you want to have an ID that makes it look like you're older now, you want to have an idea the ID that's for younger, so you can buy the Jordan suggested uh, products that would go to kids. And I think people are doing that. They're pretending it's for their kid or they're doing that. And so it's uh, people. Good point are, you have made, Dr. Ingenious when it comes to trying to beat the system. On the other hand, if nobody cared, then nobody would listen to our podcast, John. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. We'd be talking. And you see the Walmarts and Targets, they're starting to limit, like, when they do have product, let's preface it by that, they're starting to do those one-item limits. I don't mind that. If that means seven-year-old kid today gets to to have something in their hands, open it up, and bring me back. I think the important thing is a blaster or a pack of cards to a seven-year-old is worth more than the extra four-pack that were on the rack to the middle-aged guy that's just looking to find the big hit. So I think just because they're worth the same price on paper to a seven-year-old, to a younger kid, it's going to be worth more to them in general for the hobby. It can really branch out and you can really start a lot more people at that age and that interest in the hobby and the sport along with it. It's just tough to do that. Like you said, when people want the stuff, it's hard to tell people don't buy our products, save it for other people. Yeah, that doesn't work. You got got a lot of wisdom, Jordan, but it's making that happen. That's tricky. I had a store as well, like John did. And basically, you're not trying to limit sales. You're trying to sell some of these mass retailers. I generally agree with you. I think having limits is sensible. I'm a get rich slow guy. Greed is not good. The Bible has a lot of timeless wisdom and it doesn't go well for the proud or the greedy. You need to be humble and take your time and do it the right way. I've enjoyed this uh, Newman Palooza. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm probably being overdramatic and not the first time or the last, but the first time we've all done this at the same time. I have yeah. to say, with all sincerity, it made my day. Today made my well, day. That's good. It makes my day, too, Barry and John <laughs> Jordan. It's great to see three generations that are enjoying each other. And oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. life's, life's not simple. I'm hoping that COVID has really unified 
a lot of families by slowing yeah. down and allowing them to enjoy yeah. things together. I, I appreciate you guys. I don't know that we'll do this again next year, but I can't see, wait. <laughs> we'll, see the, we'll see what the people say because uh, I've got. Uh, I'm retired now, so I can do okay, that. So you I can guarantee do. us another show. Well, <laughs> I really enjoyed talking with you. I think you're going to start your own podcast. I think, yeah, I think. The, the Newman Network. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. I'm telling you, it's alliterative. <laughs> Go for it, John. You just spin it out there. At any rate, that, it's been fun. And like I said, I'll see John at the National. I don't know my schedules, but it'll be fun to do my podcast, my, my portable podcast stuff. I'm sure we can record something. Yeah, but I got to tell you, Jim, it's been a pleasure talking with you and meeting you. Well, it's and hope to see you again. Pleasure's mine. Thank you very much. And uh, Jordan, Jordan, listen to those guys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I try. They they both, you hear them, so they both talk a lot, so your ears do get tired, but I keep them open as long as I can. Watch them and listen, yeah. (laughs) And then. To Dr. Jim, happy Father's Day. I am so blessed. I've got my dad and my father-in-law, 94 and 95. Wow. They're they're still doing great. They're slowing down. God bless them. God bless them. God bless them. Absolutely. My brother (laughs) and my dad. It's it's my dad and my father-in-law, really wonderful guys that I can enjoy spending the day with them. That's very nice. Thanks, Newman's. Well, no, right, thank, thank you. you. I want to say, Dr. Jim, God bless you. <laughs>